Shut up and sit down. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with the not so aerodynamic Matley Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Enjoy. Watts, bonk, slam, snap, off, tempo, shammy, carback, endo, cadence, hammer, fondo, arrow, threshold, breakaway, century, peloton, and VO2 max. On my bicycle, singing my song. On my bicycle ride. Choose your arch enemy from the following list. Mountain biker, triathlete, clueless cyclist, motorist, pothole, or gluten. On our bicycle ride. Everyone's out in will be more than happy to share the road with an environmentally conscious and active citizen like yourself. Hey, get a car. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look Eurotastic. You look Eurotastic. Half-dressed. Put your Speedos back on, boys. Put your Speedos back on. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Um, I guess it's kind of across the table looking at it, uh, looking at us over the... Across the table and across the pond. Across the pond, exactly. Yeah. On Is that the Verizon network over there? I don't oh, know. I no Maybe it's on some Euro network, network and FaceTime oh. or whatnot. Movie star. <laughs> Movie star, yes. Lance friggin' Hepler. Lance friggin' Hepler coming at you from the Not Canary Island. De Hay, the Canary Island. I don't even a day Tenerife, which is one of the Canary Islands, something like that. I gotcha. Know. It's hard to know. It is hard to know where you are sometimes, Lance. And that is in that's a <laughs> Spanish Providence, if I'm not mistaken, off the coast of Western Africa, like yeah, the Western like Sahara, or something like that. Just off south, the coast of Morocco, southwestern Morocco. Yep. yep. Pretty that's crazy. Correct. That it, it, you, you saw. We're it. right near the equator, so it's a long ways down from Spain, but it is a Spanish province. Sweet. So, something like that. And uh, yeah. it's looking like it's to Lance's, right? We got Sir Ian Gibson. What's up, dude? Hey, how are you? We are we are good, <laughs> but right. we are but we are not as good as you are. <laughs> oh, Ian, we're gonna have to work on a little tagline for you, buddy, because I know that you're gonna be joining us more often. Well, so, I'll get to it. Is That's this your first uh, first foray into having fun while in full on retirement mode now? Yeah, this is the first trip. So we retired three weeks ago. Uh, weathered the ice storm and snowstorm and the blizzards at Portland. And uh, this little, is it. This is where it begins. A little, G- it. A little GTFO. Warmer grounds. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> hey, let's backpedal. Yes. Let's, let's just get into this thing right away. Matt, you want to go first? Yeah, I... Um... I just, you know, went on a cycling vacation and I, I, I biked in some of the most beautiful places on the world. I, I went up mountains. I, I biked with uh, Team Ineos, uh, a guy named Gertaint. Gertaint Tom. So, does this sound? Does this sound correct to you guys? Or no, wait a second. Some, something sounds a little you. off. That's, 
Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you what I did. I took, I think the first, yesterday I took the first day off the, of the year from doing stuff because my hips kind of mangled and I was like, I just, I'm going to, I haven't really given it any time off. So I'm going to try and give it a little time off and do some exercises that Evan showed me and, and hope for the best. It's, it was, it's really hard to not, cause I hate not doing stuff. I don't feel good if I don't like get my heart rate up and do something. So amen. Other than that, um, other than some time off before that, I was uh, swimming in a really cold pool. The heater broke at the pool, so I actually wore my Ooh. wetsuit to the pool, which and it was still cold. Um, so that's fun. And um, yeah, I think I biked on Zwift. I think I ran once or twice, like trails and stuff. But I'm gonna try and give. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and give. Give up, basically. I'm gonna try giving up and see if that works. <laughs> Oh, I'm How sorry. How about you? Matt. How about you, Jake? I don't care about those guys, really. I have done nothing other than go to the gym like usual. Yeah. I yeah. uh, had another round of prolotherapy yesterday. That's How many sucked. shots? Mm, 24, I think it was. And it was okay. 130 cc's. Maybe it was 25 shots. You must have been really drunk, Hundred, like 24 shots of, of liquor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, God, man. You know where your psoas muscles are, your iliopsoas muscles, yeah. like deep in your trunk. Yeah, we're, they're they're trying That's to right. get to those as well. So you can imagine those are deep, and that probably takes a pretty long needle. So it's about a four inch long needle that they were like just basically putting into my torso and there's standing around all there's this. A, there's some sort of joke about you taking it in the ass. <laughs> Thankfully, this wasn't there. Was However, it? they did do the glute uh, maximus and glutes minimus, and uh, okay. got a bunch of injections in there as well. But yeah, okay, not not good times. But I'm I was super sore yesterday. I was having a hard Ooh. time even walking around. I'm still pretty sore today. We'll see if it makes any difference. I this hope, is round I really hope it three, helps. and they also did the uh, the free not free on not the, the ozone therapy as well. So mm -hmm. we got a little bit of that stuff injected into me and. I know it's just. I think it's going to help. Yeah. I really do. I need to get in and see this specialist so that we can get to the bottom of this because it's not getting any better. And I feel like I've thrown the kitchen sink at this for seven and a half months now, eight months, and I've been dealing with it for about a year and a half, and it's just getting to be really discouraging. So, mm -hmm. keeping my chin up and just trying to think happy thoughts and do other things in the meantime, but not getting that still, exercise still that makes lifting. us all happy. Yeah, still lifting. Yeah, I'm, and I'm getting strong too, which is That's good. Nice. And if I can get some semblance of fitness back on the bike and, and kind of get everything trimmed up a little bit. That might be a nice little like happy medium of those yeah. two, two things meeting each other. I want to so. come lift with you, but like also not with you, like lift different weights than you and like, but be at the gym at the same time as you. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. I think that might be fun. Anyway, enough about me. Boys, Gentlemen. Which, which one of you jackholes wants to go first? Jackhole one Let or jackhole two? Let Ian go first. All right, Ian, you go. Um, well, I left Portland a couple of weeks ago. I just spent a week in the UK uh, with my mom and my sister, and then basically got on an airplane at East Midlands Airport and flew four hours down here to Tenerife. Four hours. Okay. And got to hotel, and Lance showed up about 30 minutes later from his travels, and here we are in very sunny very beautiful yeah. Tenerife. Tenerife. So, yeah. How was uh, how was England? Was the was the UK like was it rainy and cold? Yes, it, it's usually rainy and cold. It's similar. It's very um, similar, it, right, to what we have. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know what's um, crazy? Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're, huh? we're sitting here, we're, we're creating a podcast, and we're talking to you guys on a phone. We can see you. There's no latency here. You guys have a good picture. You're 5,556 miles away. And we're we're chatting yeah. and doing a podcast. How crazy cool is that? So, yeah, it, 
it's 9.30 p.m. here. We're just waiting to go to bed, and it's like 1 p.m. there. Yeah, so. that's definitely past my bedtime, so I feel you. We'll make this one a quick one. So um, anything else you want to share with us, Ian, about this, uh, this past week, what it's uh, been like for you so far? I mean, this is pretty special stuff. Uh, well, it's been three days. We've done 180 miles at, what did you say? Wow. 22,000 feet of climbing. 22,000 feet of climbing. 15 hours. Yes. Um, In three days. Wow. <laughs> I, I spent the last two days trying to keep up with Lance. Um, just kind of, um, I don't know, discovering my fitness uh, was not up to what it, where it should have been. And today I'm finally feeling better. So today we had a great ride. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. It's just fantastic. The cycling here has been pretty incredible. Yeah. So right on. But before I tell you about our rides, I did have a little bit of travel disaster getting here. Ooh, so, okay. Um, this, it was, it was 30 hours of travel for me to make it from Portland to Tenerife. So. Uh, roughly it was three different planes, um, a couple of long layovers. And, um, by the time the last flight came around, I was feeling a little woozy. And on the final flight from Madrid, Spain to Tenerife, I totally puked. Lovely. That makes for a miserable, miserable trip. So it was three hour. It was like a three hour flight. And um, I'm sitting, uh, I'm on the window, and the flight's totally full because all these Euros come to Tenerife in January. So this place is packed. But um, the flight's totally full, and I had fallen asleep kind of leaning against the window. And I woke up, and I could feel myself all sweaty, and I could tell that um, my stomach wasn't feeling good. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I need to grab the air sickness bag, and I puked into the air sickness bag and there's the flight is full i've got my noise canceling headphones on i can't hear myself i don't know if i am making terribly loud puke noises <laughs> in the middle of all these people or i i could not lift my eyes up to look around to oh. see if uh he was staring at me and i and you told me it was just a stealth bomb like <laughs> i tried to be so quiet and i I like leaned against the window and I puked and I puked four times into this bag. And I kept like rolling up the bag and holding it there until it finally passed. And so then he tried to give it to the flight attendant. I tried to give it to the stewardess. So the stewardess comes by when the flight's almost about ready to land. And she is, they're collecting garbage. And she looks at me and I held up my little puke bag. And her eyes got really big, and she's like, no, no, baño, baño. (laughs) All of a sudden, the two people I'm sitting next to, they both, like, stand up out of their seat. And I go to the aisle, and I had to walk all the way to the back of the plane. I'm on row 12. I had to walk all the way back to the back of the plane, holding my little puke bag in front of me. Everybody's looking. I'm trying not to make eye contact with anybody. Oh. I make it to the toilet. And shame. Yeah, it was a total walk of shame. I couldn't get off that plane fast enough, but I don't think I'll ever see them. Freaking American. So, yeah, like, you won't see any of those people again. Oh, wait, right next door to you. <laughs> right. 
right next to each other. They're sitting at the pool. Right oh, wait. Jertaint right next door to you. <laughs> but I did feel, I felt much better after that. But I, I can't remember the last time I puked on a plane. That was very odd that that happened. But Maybe just that much time, <laughs> that much time on the flight. Like Ethan was, um, my, my oldest kid was really sick when we went to Europe on the way back. And so he felt horrible. And huh. it's just like we were on the plane for 13 hours. And I think it got to him. Interesting. So. Yeah. I've never had that issue before. I mean, I've traveled yeah. to Europe before too, and I've been on some pretty long flights and I've never had an issue. Never. It doesn't really like bother me all that much. The only thing that I get problems with is just getting stiff. Um, Lance, maybe I on the way, on the way home, maybe you should have a little something like, I don't know what you would, some sort of something for sickness, air sickness. What do they, what do they, lots do? of rocket red, um, well, lots I, and lots I, of I rocket red. Back. Yeah. But something, hey, um, Ian thought it was just performance anxiety. Then yeah, I, could you be know, because I was about to get pummeled by Ian, so which uh, did not happen. <laughs> so. As it turns out, so yeah, we've had three great rides. Yeah, day one, we're two hours into the ride, and we ran into the whole Ineos Grenadiers team. There were like ten of them. Um, I did manage to snap a picture with uh, with Garrett Thomas. I did not mention that I called him Jertaint. I, I was wondering if you were going to ask him about that. Is it? Is it? You should have been like. Is it Garrant or Jertaint? Because we're we have a podcast, we have a cycling podcast, and we we were pretty sure it's Jertaint. Get a little. I should have said something. I was, I was really. You know what happens when you see somebody famous? I really didn't want to like bother him, yeah. but I wanted the picture. So he, they had just had a coffee stop in the cafe across the street from us, and he had gone to the back of their support car to grab a bottle or something. And as he was in the back of the car, I rolled up next to the car and I just said, hey, G, I hope you guys have a great ride. I really don't want to bother you, but I am going to take a picture. And he just <laughs> said. <laughs> and so I picked up my camera. He smiled for me. I took a picture and I said, thanks, man. He said, thanks, mate. Have a good ride. And that was that was the uh, extent of the. And then as a side note, those guys had just ridden down from the Parador Hotel down this super twisty mountain road and ended up at this coffee shop. He was on his TT bike. He was on his what? I saw like that, that in the photo. I was like, that's a TT bike. What's he doing? Interesting. What are you doing, Jertaint? <laughs> was the only one on a, on a TT bike. Everybody else was on road bikes. And there was like 10 other teammates there. So it was pretty good. So Sweet. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen riders from UAE, from Bora, from Lotto Destiny, from um, Quick, Step. Quick Step and from Ineos all wow. here in the last three days that have ridden past us somewhere. That's so, the place to be. Yeah, I was kind of Jeez. surprised. Any other notable Bob, names that you can think of off the top of your head or that you recognized? Uh, Bob Jungles uh, did the same route that we did today. Wow. Um, was, he able to, was he able to keep up with you guys? Because you guys probably set a pretty fast pace. Yes. Well, yeah, no. We were, yeah, no, not fast at all. Um, who was the other young kid? Florian, Florian Vermeesh. He wrote, he passed us on, uh, going up Mount T-Day yesterday. So we've, I guess, seen a couple big names, but. Can't, I'm surprised those guys pass you guys. Ah. You guys were, uh, <laughs> you guys let, you guys let up, let up and let this guys pass. So yesterday's ride, um, from our hotel to the, to the hotel where, uh, the Ineos squad is staying at. It's a it's a twenty it's a twenty one mile climb 
with 7,000 feet of climbing or something like wow. that. So it, it was like, it was, it took me two and a half hours. It's kind of like Mount Lemon-esque. Is that no, close to that? Like that's it's bigger than Mount Lemon. Mount Lemon is 20 Lemon, miles and about 7,000 feet of climbing. If I'm is not, it? Yeah. Like it's like 6,200 or something like that. It's just a hair shorter than Mount Lemon. Mount Lemon has a more um, steady uh, grade uh, rate. Uh huh. It has a more steady grade than this one. This one kicks up and down just a, a little bit. But wow, we we had a we had an understanding that we weren't going to go too hard. Uh, yeah. However, within the first two or three hundred meters, the pace thickened a little bit and dr hepler was basically gone and never to be seen again we basically didn't ride together i kind of expected him to wait part way up you know because i was not feeling great and i should have realized what was going on in fact thinking about it it was patently obvious that he was trying to beat my time up the mountain from last year seriously and i yeah yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, the best. He did it. And I did. I beat his time for the last nice. year. Nice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I only beat him four minutes. Two wow. and a half hours, and I only beat him by four minutes. Yeah, I'll say what. Significant... No, hold, hold, hold on. Someone was trying to say something. We are all thinking. You suck, Lance. Um, What was the. <laughs> Lance, how, how are the watts? How are the watts when you're just climbing like that for two and a half hours? <laughs> Um, I think I averaged 230 watts for nice. two and a half hours. Wow. I think that was power for that. So it, did it, you feel, uh, did you it, feel toast at the end? I did not. I didn't feel too bad. Good. I've had, Good. I've had like two, like three solid weeks of training. So I'm actually feeling quite yeah. good at the moment. So Arizona was good to you. Time off, so. Yeah. I'll say what we but, are all thinking. You suck, Lance. <laughs> That sounds about right. How many more days do you do you gents have over there? How many more days is your little riding block, your little Lance and Ian training camp? We've, uh, we've, we've done three days of riding. Now we've got two more to go. Tomorrow is our biggest, most ambitious ride. Yeah. Wow. The big ride is tomorrow. We're going to this town called Mosca. Um, it is a gorgeous little town sitting on this sliver ridge in the northwest uh, part of the island that is kind of a historical little like village. Uh, it's one of Garrett Thomas's favorite rides in the whole world. So hmm. we're doing that, but what we're doing tomorrow is it's only like 75 miles, but it's like, it's 10,000 feet of climbing. So it's a, it's a lot cool. tomorrow. So one, one quick question that will kind of help to start segue segueing us into our, our topic for the day. Um, what is the, what is it like traveling over there? Granite, you threw open all that other fun stuff, but is it a direct flight? Is it multiple flights? Or is it really costly to get over there? I mean, what what is the process like for people that are listening and like, hey, that actually sounds pretty sweet. I want to go over there and ride with all these pro guys and see all these cool things. It's it's really easy to get here from Europe. There's all kinds of uh, tour operators and different um, charter airlines and British Airways, all kinds of places uh, ways to get here from the rest of Europe, but it's very difficult. Well, not very difficult. It's it's not as easy to get here from North America. Uh, you, there's flights go out from Chicago, um, 
East Coast, and you've got to you've got to change again. Uh, Madrid, right? You Madrid. Went to Madrid, or you can go through London, or you can go through Amsterdam. Uh, but it's it's not easy, you know. It's um, what was your flight? What was your flight itinerary, Lance? Um, I I flew out of Phoenix because that's where I'd been with my wife for the last week. Uh huh. Um, so I flew from Phoenix, uh, three hours to Chicago. I had a layover in Chicago. Then I flew Chicago to Madrid. That was a nine-hour flight. And then I had like a three-hour layover in Madrid and then went Madrid to Tenerife. So it was like 30 hours total of traveling. And I think that's why I ended up again. It was just a little bit too much. Ouch. Yeah. um, Yes. You know, this is one of those places where I – I don't think I would have chosen to come here because it's harder to get here from North America. Right. But, but Ian was like, Hey, I'm going and I'm going this week. Why don't you come with me? And so I cashed in credit card miles to get my flights uh, to get over here. I want to say the tickets would have been around 1100 bucks to yeah. get here. That sounds right. They, the yeah. prices don't look that bad. They're anywhere from like is that eight hundred to you know like is that, like Lance said like eleven hundred, twelve hundred. You know they're not each way. That's round is that trip. trip? I think, okay, yeah. yeah, that's round. That's round trip. But, but seriously, it should be on everybody's bucket list. Uh, Tenerife is just epic. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's it's hard to get here, or it's expensive and it takes a while. But it's it's like doing the Alpes. It's like it's like going to um, the Alps, you know, mm-hmm. or Mallorca, or it's just got that kind of um, appeal to it, you know. That's the vibe. It's yeah. just it definitely should be on your bucket list. Right on. Well, on that note, let's get into our topic for the day. Um, since you boys are traveling, you guys can speak to this pretty well. Let's cover some tips, hacks, and must-haves for a cycling trip slash vacation. Things that you can put on this list for people to think about if they are thinking about doing something like this or going somewhere away from home to go do some sort of destination bike ride. Speedo. Number one hack hack or tip. Lance, (laughs) did you pack your Speedo? No. If you went to the hotel we went to this afternoon, Speedos are also optional. Yeah. So we hear. Think about about saving all that luggage space. The Speedo takes up a lot of room in my my luggage. Uh, Did you cruise down there in your tidy whities and because you don't have your Speedo with you? Does that work there? I could have it right in. Nice. (laughs) All right, so you guys are traveling over there. Is there a, a lot that you had to put into the thought process of getting over there to do this cycling adventure? Um, I know the answers to some of these, but did you take a bike with you? Did you take your own personal gear? What was the the protocol there? Yeah, so in um, when I do cycling trips around North America, or if I, I usually go to Hawaii like um, for a week every year, and I always take my own bike when I do that. I fly with my own bike because I would just rather have my own bike. I did not think that would be practical to come here because of three different flights and just the drama of it all. I just didn't want to take my own bike. Tenerife is a little unique. It has several bike shops that have excellent bikes to rent. And so I at home, I ride a BMC team machine, a 23 BMC team machine, and I was able to rent almost the exact same bike here. Did you so get an SLR size. or an SLR01? It's an SLR okay. with Axis Force. Okay. So it doesn't have Axis Red. It has Axis Force. That's basically the difference. Gotcha. Well, the frame's going to be different out. too, but yeah. but 
it's close enough. Same geometry, yeah. but they're called Bike Bike Point Tenerife. They have a website. It's excellent service. The guys there are great. Um, as when you book your bike, they have you measure from your bottom bracket to the top of the saddle and, and so forth. And when we got on these bikes, I, I I did not adjust that bike. It just fits. Yeah, so, me neither. Neither of us had to do a single adjustment to the bike. Wow. We just hopped on and rode. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Ian, if I'm correct here, if I, I watched the video, I believe you're riding a Pinarello? Yep, it's a Pinarello Paris. So it's a nice bike. It's Sweet. really good. Cool. Uh, the one thing we did bring, uh, we brought uh, power meters. Both of us have the Garmin Rally pedals. The vector pedals, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, which they store for us. And then our Garmin head units, the bikes come with a, a mount. And then they set you up with a saddlebag with a spare tube, tire levers, and a pump. And then before you leave the shop, they go pull out a map and go over the routes and ideas with you. And nice. they, they give you a they give you a phone number and say, if you get stuck anywhere on the island, give us a call. We'll come and get you. Um, oh, that's some good yeah. service right so there. I, yeah, the service has been great. And I rented the bike for five full days, and I want to say I paid 230 bucks, euros, 230 euros yeah. How does for that, five days. What does that translate to in U.S. dollars, roughly? That's like about the, roughly They're the same, close. maybe a, 280. Okay, that's a, yeah. that's a killer deal. Like yeah. I think over in Hawaii, yeah. isn't it more like eighty to hundred bucks a day or something along those lines? Yeah, I don't even I don't remember. I rented a bike when I was in Hawaii, yeah. but it wasn't I, even that. I didn't think was too bad. Yeah, for a nicer bike, that's a pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah. So, and if you think about it too, like if you're going to travel with your bike, especially abroad like that, they're probably going to charge you seventy five to a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars depending upon the airline. Right. So, all said, you're probably oh, saving money. Yeah, more than that, last time I tried to travel with a bike to Europe with Delta Airlines, and this was a few years ago, they wanted 300 bucks uh, one way Each take way? your bike. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot like, of sense just to go ahead and it, rent. Me with my airline uh, pass privileges, that was almost double what I was paying for my own seat. Jeez. So needless to say. But the other thing is um, – it, that's fine if you are, if you have a uh, single leg, just one flight to get over here. But you know, with Lance's flight, there's there's two opportunities there where to to lose your luggage. Yeah, it's yeah, that's just not worth the risk. leaving too much to chance of your bike not showing up. It's bad enough like just flying anywhere here in the U.S. You know, there's a good chance that something's going to happen with your bike. I mean, just coming back from team training camp last year, there was multiple bikes that didn't make it home on the same flight. Granted, it was. Yeah going home so it wasn't as big of a deal but going there if that had happened that would have sucked you know just sitting around while everybody's yeah. going off on a ride and yeah maybe my bike will show up today we'll see i will uh mention the the bike rentals that we did we booked those like two and a half months ago uh -huh. because the, the good sell out pretty yeah, quickly it's it. a very popular and obviously for riders i mean the one of the one of the routes we did today there were there were hundreds of people who wrote it. Really? So, yeah. So the the economics works out that way. If you if your destination is Europe or further afield, uh, my recommendation is rent a bike or look into renting a bike. Um, within the states, probably not so much. I know when I was in Hawaii, um, the bike rental itself was cheap. Or wasn't? It was reasonable, but 
but bringing my own bike at that time that was now that that's very reasonable if you're going to hawaii i think uh, you can you can put your bike on the plane with alaska for like 25 bucks yes hmm. so <clears throat> economic for yeah, you guys right. for you guys in your situation you traveled them with your helmet some sunglasses kit and shoes and pedals anything else uh no that's it i brought all my own nutrition stuff too and I'm so guessing I've, that if you wanted to, they probably can supply you with pedals as well if you were needing something pedal-wise. Yes. Okay. That's and, pretty slick oh, setup. And, and you for a power meter as well. Yeah. And I uh, I didn't bring my own helmet, and that was like $5 for the week, something like that. Yeah. So, huh. Basically, you need your shoes and your, and your kit. Yeah. What other little hacks or recommendations can you guys make for somebody traveling over to a place like Tenerife? Anything that you can think of that would be, I don't know, beneficial for somebody to know that's going to a Tenerife-esque kind of place or traveling abroad? Anything? Um, I thought it was beneficial for us for me to bring all my own nutrition. I brought, you know, uh, scratch mix and chews and gels. And I mean, I had a whole freaking packet of it. Uh, so that we didn't have to, they did have a lot of that stuff for sale um, at the bike shop, but it wasn't the same as as stuff that we're used to using. So it made it a little bit different. What if you were just traveling to, say, um, Europe, maybe like France or someplace like that for, you know, there's a lot of these tour places kind of little like take you on the tour courses, take you on some, you know, famous climbs. You mentioned Alp Duez earlier in the, in the podcast, would you bring your own bike or do you think you might rent something? That's a good question. It would be a kind of a toss up. I know, it's a right? Simple leg or two leg flight over there. I would, I might take my own bike, but then rental cars, taxis, all that stuff with a bike box is kind of a hassle. Yeah. So, if they, a lot of those tour companies will offer bikes to rent. I might just use those. Yeah. So gotcha. there's a lot of, in this hotel we're in right now. There's no Wi-Fi in the rooms, and that's that's not untypical for Europe. You know, you get over here and you you have certain expectations, but yeah, there's no Wi-Fi here. So another tip would be to figure out what you're going to do about your data, um, especially yeah. if you're yeah, using a hammerhead. You Right. Yeah, because it, it adds up, right? Sure. Um, what about like the route planning part of it? I know that they provided you with some maps, and uh, granted, Ian's been there before, so he kind of knows his way around, but I, what are you guys doing ahead of time to try and plan out the week, trying to plan out each ride, knowing that you know, you're going to be able to go do these fun rides, but we're going to get a water bottle fill up. We're going to you know, maybe have lunch or what have you. What's safe? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, the... We knew that there was two or three places we definitely wanted to go, and we got ideas from the guy at the at the bike shop. But Ian's already been here as well, so he also had some things that he wanted to do. But today's route, we did a – it was kind of our rest easy day today, and I, I literally um, just opened the Strava um, app and had it create me a route, and, and it went – in a direction that we wanted to go. And that was it. We did that route. And it was like 53 miles and like 5,000 feet of climbing. But it was against the wind on the way out and with the wind on the way back, which is just what we wanted. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just used the Strava route today. 
our, the other routes we've done, um, what we've done is we had an idea where we want to go. And then I was, I create the route in Strava on the Strava app um, so that we have a route to actually follow on, on our head units. Now, Ian's eyes aren't good enough to read his head unit, so he has to stay behind so I can tell him where to go. Um, but but, but uh, that's that's what we've done is I've kind of created the routes or where he's a you know to go. tomorrow's route we already had it planned. It was a it was one that Ian had from before. We've just been able to do that. But um, generally, I will use. Strava to generate because they use heat maps so they know kind of the places the cyclists ride most most often and so I will use Strava or I will use Riva GPS if I'm looking for um, a route in a certain area I can usually find a route with that too did you jump on ride with GPS over there I did yeah did it give you similar information in terms of route suggestions yeah, so the difference with the route suggestions on Ride with GPS is they don't start and end from your exact location. It give it will give you a route, but you can there there are other routes that other people have uploaded. And so it doesn't start from where your location is. It might it their route might start 20 miles away or or 10 miles away. And with the generate uh, you know, feature on the Strava app, it starts from right where you're at. So it makes it a little easier. And you can say on the app, I want this to be, you know, between 50 and 70 miles. I want the elevation gain to be less than 5,000 feet and go. And it will give you like three different options. Gotcha. So. Um, <clears throat> for the general area that you're in, you obviously have a bike shop that you're working with that you rented your bikes from and they've given you like you know, ride suggestions and they probably have all of the little things that you need, like helmets and whatnot. Um, is there another bike shop in the area or like, are they seriously going to go pick you guys up if you're 50, 60, 70 miles away and you've got an issue with the bike? He told us that he said, if you guys get in trouble, call us and we'll come rescue you. That's huh. nice. That's what he told us. Gotcha. Um, this probably wouldn't be possible then if that bike shop didn't exist there or they didn't have the services that they provide. Is that something that you would still go do knowing that that wasn't an option to rent a bike or be able to get route suggestions? Oh, that would be harder, but they have three locations here on this island, don't they? I, I think, think they have three locations. I think they have three locations. And locked down, island. yeah. But that's no different to going out and riding, you know, out in the desert or, or somewhere in the States, you know, you, you, you kind of take that chance. Oh, yeah. 50 miles from yeah. home. And how are you going to get back now if you if you use the, you know, you flatted and you repaired it and then you flat again and then you, you're stuck, right? So it's the same thing here. And there's taxis and there's buses and there's good cell service. So um, it's not, you're never really in trouble. Gotcha. Well, Ian's an exception here. How are you being received over there as an American, Lance? Oh, uh, yeah, they hate me like like you guys all hate me. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's all, it's all, you're used to it, is what you're saying. I agree. You suck the big one, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, though, yeah. not, not too bad? It's been, yeah, no no issues at all. Everybody's been great. Minus it's your been, worldwide uh, reputation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, cool. Nobody has a mustache here. I'm really disappointed in that. Oh. <laughs> How's the food been? Um, so at the hotel we're staying at, it actually included 
meals. So we have breakfast and dinner included. Wow. So, um, so that also helps, um, that the food is included. Um, it, uh, you know, we're, we're just at a buffet in the hotel restaurant basically. And there's been food that we can eat. You say it like that. There's been food that we can eat. (laughs) That's a very positive spin. Now, Lance, you're a vegan. You eat vegan and have been for quite a few years now. Are they accommodating to you? Are there things there for you to choose from? Or are you going to be all malnourished, Lance, when you get home? Yeah, there's salad and things. And there's been pasta. Um, There's been pasta dishes every night. I've just had to pick the meat pieces out of it. What do they have? Oat milk in the morning? They have oat milk in the morning. Okay. you know, so Lance, you're gonna weigh that. like you're gonna weigh like 75 pounds when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so, so yeah, rental bikes you guys are on good. are they're tubed? I'm guessing they're not tubeless. Have you guys had any issues there? Any flats? We haven't had. We have had no issues at all. Okay, so here's something else about Tenerife. Not only is like the weather like perfect, it's like a high of 75 every single day, sunny and 75. The roads are like butter smooth they are in great shape it is great pavement everywhere here which is was surprising to see so no we were both tubed and we both they gave us a flat kit to take with us with a spare tube um but yeah knock on wood we have had zero we've had zero mechanical issues with our bikes so far zero nothing they've Hmm. been they've been Spot on. Have so. you guys jumped on any groups, any Pelotons, any other teams not named Enios? Any any connections there to I don't know. Um, there was uh, there was a quick step rider who passed me on the climb up T day, and I seriously tried to jump on his wheel, and that was not happening. There was no <laughs> chance, zero. So um, most of the other big groups we've seen, they have been going the other way. So, gotcha. uh, I, not to brag, but Ian and I for regular cyclists are pretty fit. Uh So we're riding past all the people. And then when the world tour kits go by, there's no shot, zero, nothing. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, any hacks that you guys can share any hacks about the whole traveling process or while you're cycling abroad, anything that you can think of based on what you get? Bring your own pedals. That's Bring a hack. Your own power. That was a great uh, tip. Um, have a friend that uh, that calls you and say, "I'm going to Tenerife in January, and you're coming <laughs> with me." And then you just you have to. Gotcha. You have a friend that says that. Bring bring then, puke bags. Yeah, there's puke bags too for sure. It's always important. <laughs> uh oh, looks like Lance is getting uh, didn't like frozen. That last there he is. Like yeah. my smart aleck comments. <laughs> you still there, Lance? Indian? Uh oh. Looks like we're uh, losing some connection with the boys. Um, maybe they'll jump back on here. Jake, in just do you second. have any other tips or tricks I, up your sleeves? You no, know, not really. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is just like if you are going to travel with your bike, you need to be super mindful of um, a few things. But it's just really getting your bike through security. Yeah. And I tell this to people all the time, and I've probably talked about it maybe five or six times on the podcast. They're going to take apart your bike case. They're going to look at your bike. They're going to put everything out and then look at it and put it back in. Hang out. 
make sure that you watch them put everything back in there the right way because the the last thing you want is them putting yeah. things in incorrectly. And I can I can speak because he's sitting here right now, but I remember when we went to team training camp, it might have even been the very first one that we went to down in Palm Springs. I think Ian checked his bike and he he walked away. And I've always had that mindset of, nope, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to watch in case something goes wrong. Everything was fine with my bike, but they were doing Ian's just before mine. And they went to put his wheels back in and they were going to stack them directly on top of each other. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 don't do that. You need to spread them apart. And you need to put that foam or whatever it was in between them so you don't like ruin those wheels. Those are expensive wheels and you won't be able to ride because you're going to break them. He's like, oh, okay, it's, yeah, sorry about that. Thanks for the tip. So it's just little things like that. And a lot of times, you know, people are just doing this for the first time. They don't know any better and they're going to try and put your stuff back together and don't yeah. want them to break it. So they're, they're, they're used to just being like, put it back in there. Yeah. Just make it fit. Yep. And then, you know, always take off your rear derailleur and the hanger yeah. if possible and take a spare hanger with you if you can. That's a good idea. So that's a great idea. Because, you know, it's not if, but when those things are going to, you know, fail on you. And you don't want to be in the middle of nowhere, not able to get the hanger in and not be able to ride. So that's just one of those little pieces that's you nice to have. You do not pack any CO2 in there with your bike. That's, that's basically what they're looking for when you when you bring a bike to security is those CO2 cartridges. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous because they've changed a lot of the rules, um, at least from what I know. And there are certain people that can travel with it for medical reasons, and it's fine for them to take it. But heaven forbid a cyclist take a little tiny 16-gram CO2 cartridge and, and have it in there with their bike. It's not going to explode on them or anything. But I don't know. If you do, just hide it uh, really well. Speaking of that, another myth to dispel is you do not have to deflate your tires when you're on an airplane <laughs> so a lot of a lot of people do but the uh the cargo hold of an aircraft is at is held at a constant eight thousand feet so huh. um which you know which is nothing so you don't have to let it let the air out of your tires that's a myth yeah especially if you're riding tubeless because the chances of you letting out too much air and then all of a sudden the seal breaking and then your yeah. sealant dripping out all over the place that's a hassle then maybe not being able to seat the tire when you get to where you're going I generally do let a little bit of air out, mm -hmm. not all of it, but I'll go from like 80 PSI down to 40 PSI. But that's just because I want the bike to, or the tires to fit in the case a little bit better. It's a tight fit for me. So that drop in PSI is definitely um, advantageous for me at least. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of little tips. And like Lance alluded to earlier, taking your own nutrition with you, I think is a big hack because you don't know what you're going to have access to, where you're going, no matter if it's here in the U.S. or if it's abroad, you don't know what you're going to be able to get. And the last thing you want to be doing is, you know, taking a piece of iceberg lettuce with you to munch on on your, you know, 100-mile ride and, and <laughs> passing out. And yeah, that's that's not happy times. Or just having to eat something that maybe doesn't agree with you and then all of a sudden you're screwed again. And also the big hack is to steal food from the breakfast breakfast buffet yes. to eat later for lunch. Oh, for, yeah. for, for brunch, huh? <laughs> brunch. We, walk, we walk out with rolls and kiwi fruits in, in my pockets. At least I tell them they're kiwi fruit. Is that are you are you happy to see us or is that <laughs> kiwi fruit in your bike jersey? It's got a big bag of like oatmeal or spaghetti or something like that. He's putting it in a Ziploc baggie and throw it in his jersey pocket to munch on during the ride. Slurping we on that. I'll bring a Ziploc baggie. There you go. There's your hack. So right on. Anything else you boys can think of? Any other tips or traveling tips that you can throw out there? It's not an easy process. I of, think that's you think that's it? Yeah, I think Ooh. that's good. Mr. Matt Legrand, you've traveled a little bit. You got anything else to add to that? Um yeah, I think, you know, just I think that there's like a fair amount of of tips to doing some of these uh trips that are quite far away. Like 
um, exercising like Lance is doing, like getting out there and trying to get like sun exposure when you are dealing with time change differences that are that vast, uh, trying to switch over to that time zone. I think you want to get outside and try and get exposure and then and then sleep when it's time to sleep. So try and get yourself switched over to that. That's time a zone. good point. And actually, I thought about that earlier and it escaped me. I wanted to ask him about that. How are you guys acclimating to the sleep schedule and being off by nine hours? I mean, Ian was a little bit of ahead of the curve because he was over in England for a bit. But Lance, did you get completely screwed up going over there and probably not getting much rest for 30 hours? I basically missed one whole sleep cycle yeah. by, by, by traveling. But what I did when I landed in Tenerife, it was about 2 PM and, um, I went straight outside, um, and I stayed up until it was time to sleep. So, um, at, so after traveling that long, the first thing you want to do is just go take a nap, but I did not do that. I stayed up until, 9:30, I laid down and I slept for 12 hours. Straight. Oh wow! Yeah, that's about yeah. as much so, as I get in two nights. <laughs> yeah, your body is still yeah. probably your, pro- your body's still probably like trying to figure it out. Have but, you been pretty jet lagged, or do you think you were able to kind of convert things over pretty quickly? Zero. Yeah, that you did that right, I and had, you couple the exercise with that and get a good night of sleep. You're good. Yeah, we. I mean, the man's a freak. I, <laughs> I've had zero jet lag issues because I stayed up that first day. I slept 12 hours and then, dude, we rode five hours the very next day and I felt great. When I felt I think fine. About it, that's just more reason to hate. You. Yeah, there's more, more reason, reason to hate. Lance, did you, um, did your Garmin watch to give you like the, because it'll make recommendations on what to do for jet lag. I don't know if you've got that feature enabled or set, but I do. It, it, um, it, it told me to stay up. Yeah. And, yeah. and like my, Whoop strat too. It just like, did you not record your sleep today? It kept asking. So I just, I'm missing one whole day of sleep. Yeah. Data. There was just zero. Ouch. So it, uh, it just adjusted. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I, I, I have luckily adjusted really quickly. Actually, um, I was pretty knackered before I got sick on the last plane and that frigging woke me up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It like, it like jump started me and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready to go for the rest of this day. So, but I don't, I don't recommend loudly puking in a plane full of people wearing your noise canceling headphones so you can't hear the groans. No, geez. Yeah. Did you fill that bag up? I mean, I, I got sick over <laughs> Christmas and I, we, we talked about that in a couple of podcasts ago. And if it was just a bag, I would have probably needed like two or three of those bags. How did you manage that? I had one bag and I puked it four times and it oh. didn't it didn't fill up it or it got very close to the top but it didn't fill oh up. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> that's horrible. Imagine sitting next to this American dude just hacking away in this bag and then you sat with that bag for the rest of the flight or for a while at least. <laughs> it had to stink. It was I mean, like, like thirty minutes. Yeah, and I'm like I have I carry a handkerchief right, so I'm like wiping my face and my sweat and the rule off my face and i'm holding this bag and i try not to look at anybody and i'm like i just need to get off this nobody spoke english on any of the roads i was sitting next to so i was just the idiot american sorry those people European. those people should have been trying to help you that's my take yeah. hmm. they should have been like let's get you to the bathroom let's get you some water okay <laughs> 
Insane. Hey, where are you guys keeping your bike? Just in the, the hotel room with you? Yeah. Gotcha. He's turning yeah, the, the camera around so we can see him right now. And he's got a, there's a Benarell yeah. and there's a BMC. Very cool. That's a, that's a little small room, but that's nice. Do you guys have a decent view where you're at? Can you guys see like a pool nope. or a, a beach or something? Yeah. We, we see the pool where, um, where people are half naked and it's not the people you want to see <laughs> half naked. They're, oh. they're, they're all, right. all Octarians. Yeah. No good. Gotcha. Not all right, so you got your queen stage tomorrow, then you got a wrap up day after that, and then is it just both of you guys are heading back to the states? Um, I'm headed right back, uh, same way I came, and I'm, you going, have... I'm going back just for one more night in the UK, and I'm heading back. Yeah. Okay, I should be back. Right on. Well, travel safe on that. Um, I, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about on Lance, this particular thing. Bring a, bring another puke bag or two for your for your trip home. Yeah. I'm stacking them up. Yeah. Stack them up. Collect, collector's edition. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Let's just go, go, go ahead. I was just going to say one last thing. If you're going to go on a cycling holiday, cycling vacation that's that you've been planning for a while, it's definitely worth getting in shape for whatever that means, whether, whether you're getting on a training plan or even hiring a coach, maybe. That is a perfect I, I, little plug. Uh, <laughs> perfect opportunity. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, well. But, uh, it's a big deal, so so uh, make the most of it and, uh, and, and get into shape. Train for training camp. Yep. Train for training camp. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Yeah, we've talked about that before for sure. Cool. Well, that was a nice little segue for uh, the one last thing. Matt Legrand, you want to go? One last thing, uh, I posted a video, I stayed up late last night getting it finished, and I posted it this morning, and it's about Koros, which most of you guys aren't that worried about, but it's um, it's basically you can combine like their FootPod and their watch, and you can do their, like you can you can do a test, and it'll do like their running form analysis. They have a couple of other new features, like it'll track your stress throughout the day. Garmin has something similar to that. Um, but new video up about Koros, that is up on the channel if you guys want to check that out, if you're interested in Koros and what new tech they have. Uh, and then coming up, I think I'm going to have a video talking about the top 10 watches in 2024 and then um, reviewing this Coros Pace 3, which is a really nice affordable option after having had it for 100 days. So those are the videos that are coming up soon, um, as well as some other Garmin stuff. And um, and I, I, I'll have to talk to Jake about Maybe I'll talk about this offline, but... Um, I'm thinking about reviewing the um, Apple Vision thing. Oh, wow. What do you think? Absolutely. It'll be different than... If the world wants more Matt Legrand. It doesn't fit on my channel that well. Sure it does. You can make some segues. You can tie it in somehow. Yeah, we'll tie it in. Yeah. We'll you in. can go take it in a pool. You can go take it on a bike <laughs> yeah, ride. You yeah. can do all those things. I think, I think yeah. you're supposed to dive in yeah. the water. It's, yeah. like, it's better yeah. for diving. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, sweet. a lot of fun stuff coming up on the channel. Sweet. Um, Ian Gibson, you got one another one last thing? Uh no. no. If hey Ian, I have a question for you. No. If if people want Find to, the Michael, oh, time trial. the Michael Myers Memorial oh, Time Trial, good yep. one. Yep, March ninth, uh, Saturday, March 9th. Ian, question for you: If people if people want a cycling coach and uh, they are in, very curious about your service offerings, where should they go to learn more? Mm. Mm. They should go to dialperformancecoaching.com. Dialperformancecoaching.com. That's a yeah, that's a good place that's to me. go. Good coach right there, yeah. 
Okay, sounds good. Yeah, hurry up. He's getting full, though. He's not going to take on yeah. a ton of people, and he's yeah. filling up, so uh, don't wait because the season is just around the corner, and now's the time that you need to be working on that kind of stuff. Right on. LFH, Lance Friggin Hepler. One last thing. One Lance. last thing, buddy. Yeah, um, I'm going to start my uh, own Slack channel. It's going to be called I Hate Lance, and I, <laughs> that's where you can go for uh, all your uh, middle finger emojis nice. and general disdain for all things Lance Hepler. Uh, look for it on a Slack channel near you. That's it. Hey, Lance, that doesn't change a thing. You still suck. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with her. I think Lance does kind of suck. So that would be nice, yeah. And there is a um, an open Slack channel that we have for anybody and everybody if they want to join it. It's the the Dowd Cycling Club ish kind of thing. Uh, Slack. It's not the team one. It's the the club one, and that's open to anybody and everybody. And if you are interested in joining that, we can make a channel over there for Lance. But you can go to dialedcycling.com, and if you look under the fun stuff uh, bit on the the top menu, there's a thing called Join Us on Slack. You can go there and fill out an application ish kind of thing. It's long story short, we have to send you a link for you to be able to join because the the links expire every 30 days. So this is just a way from us to get the, the little bits of information from you so that we can send that link over and so that you can join and be a part of that whole Slack community. Slack is yeah. cool. We quite like it. It's very functional. Um, that was not my one last thing. No, that oh. was kind of just... What is your one last thing? <laughs> I'm selling all of my bikes. Anybody want to buy a bike? All of them. They're all for sale. <laughs> no, seriously, they're, they're for sale. The, the gravel bike is very interesting. Just got a brand new wheel for it. It's uh, getting cleaned up, and that's going to be on the market. for sale. I can't, I, can't, I can't buy a bike. My wife would kill me. Uh, I'll let you take her for a ride. Me. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be good times. And then going to sell the road bike, too. And then once I get healthy, I'll, I'll get something new, hopefully. So just... I don't know. I can't ride them. They're just sitting there collecting dust, and it, they make me sad every time I look yeah. at them. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and sell them. So they're they're all for sale. Yeah. There, there's not too many of them left now. I've sold a few things, but uh, yeah. Two bikes, really. Road and gravel. Uh, right, right now, it's just the two bikes that I've left. And then I've got the the old Bianchi, too, but that's just that's, kind of like sitting up on the wall. You're right? not selling that. No, no. That's, your, that's an art piece. That okay. doesn't, doesn't even... Unless somebody wants to buy it. I mean, well, everything's always for sale. you do ride that bike. I've seen you ride it at I've least once it, or twice. I've ridden it a couple times. It's um, it, it's fun to ride on the the fog hat rides that which we is do, perfect yeah, yeah that's i mean you don't need any other bike than that that can be your mountain bike your gravel bike your road bike your race bike <laughs> you could probably tt on this bike too so yeah you're good what if i showed up to the michael myers time trail on that even though i can't even pedal a bike right now <laughs> that would be I think so be awesome actually they need to have a classic category i should talk to some people that run that that'd be fun yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun gotta be older than like or, say, or just like an ago. award what if there's just an award for like best bike award uh-huh like most creative award or like costume award or yeah. something like that we yeah. can make it fun maybe that's what i'll do maybe i'll show up and ride that because i can't be competitive right now i haven't been on a bike in six weeks you guys yeah. so anyway all right that's enough from me you guys got anything else you want to say before we say goodbye to these yahoos anything no. huh no no okay nothing. enjoy the rest <laughs> of your trip gentlemen be safe out there and have a um have a s- a relaxing ride home with less vomiting yes that's uh that's that's the prescription right there i'll I'll go with that one too all right we do appreciate everybody listening we will be back next week with another one of these and until then bye for now
Yeah, I'll say what we are all thinking. You suck, Lance. I agree. You suck the big one, Lance. <laughs>